Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. Listen anytime, wherever you get your podcasts. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 17 17 700. Good evening. Three weeks today. The transfer window closes. One week tonight. The Premiership will be back in action after the winter break. Hibs come to Celtic and that's 24 hours before Rangers travel to Aberdeen. Football will be back a week tonight and back with us first time this year. Mark Guidi, Happy New Year, Mark. Happy New Year, Paul. A lot on the go and more transfer news today. Where will we start first? Celtic, what's the latest on the Portuguese star Jota? Well, they're closing in on Jota, permanent deal. As we all know, Paul Celtic have first um, option um, on him. And uh, there's also Riley McGree as well, who is um, well known to Ange Postecoglou, another player that the club are backing uh, the manager's um, judgment and ball accounts. That deal will be done and dusted. Two and a half million pound transfer in the next 24 hours. Seven caps for Australia, midfielder. So he must be decent. He will be, you know, the, when you're paying that kind of money, you're looking pretty much for, for the the finished article many expects in terms of you know ready to, to, to be game ready and, and really push for a for a place in the first team so yeah at the age he's at the transfer fee involved and you'd be expecting um, him to go in and, and, and make an impact um, in the first team Rangers the latest news there well the manager GVB has obviously been quiet with both managers for the last two weeks they'll be back in action I would imagine previewing the big games next week but GVB saying that he doesn't think Rangers will be weakened by the sale of Nathan Patrick what do you make of it? Well, he's, he's, he's only played a handful of games yeah. this season, Paul, so I totally understand um, that line from, from the manager. In an ideal world, you, you would be keeping someone like, like Nathan Patterson, but you know, money talks at the end of the day, and when you're offered that kind of money, um, you can't turn it down. And you know, you've still got the captain and your first choice right back, James Tavernier there, um, Callum, uh, Nathan Patterson. Um, couldn't oust um, Tavernier for the team and then when that bid comes in from Everton I did say in the programme Paul for a number of weeks that the the most fascinating one for me would be Nathan Patterson because I felt that he was Rangers um, biggest asset in terms of transfer value I think he was the club's biggest asset so I'm not surprised um, that he's gone it's a good fee and good for the boy to go and get down the road and hopefully um, Nathan Patterson can go and make the same kind of impact as a, as Andy Robertson and, and, and John McGinn I think he's certainly got it in his locker to do that It's good business for the club 10 or 15 years ago we would all have said well why are you going to Everton from, from Rangers or why are you going to Southampton from Celtic but it's the economics of it. They yeah. have to. And it's the first big sale by Rangers since Jelovic. And it's the biggest transfer ever. The last biggest one was Alan Hutton, what, 12 years ago? Yeah, yeah. I think Walter, 2009 to yep. Spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, around about £10 million. Um, Jelovic was about £5, £6 million pounds to Everton. David Morris signed That's them. Right. Yeah. Um, as well at that at that point. So, look, it, it is good money, you know, to get that in for, um, for a kid who's... You know, only played a few games, but you know, established himself, got himself into the Scotland team as well, making an impact 
uh, at international level um, Rangers get a lot of money in from for a guy that they've brought through the academy that's the business model that you need to f- follow that's what Rangers have been trying to do and wanting to do because I've looked at what Celtic have managed to do in the past 10-12 years and do it very successfully and for the boy as well Paul he'll be trebling his money yeah. Yeah, and that, that's where the big bucks are and absolutely good luck to him Alright so we've kicked off with the Celtic View and the Rangers News are they still <laughs> both on sale? <laughs> Those publications they'll be online no doubt uh, let's get some more news then uh, Celtic wise Christopher Julian came out over the weekend he should be back soon maybe even in the squad a week tonight Yeah it's over a year um, since he's featured um, you know when you think Celtic paid £7 million for him Paul you know a lot a lot of money for him he's a big big presence at the back I think uh, memory serves me right. I think Chris Julian and, and, and Chris Iyer had quite a, quite a really good partnership um, at one stage, but yeah, he's been missing for for over a year. So it'll be like a new signing. Mm. The manager's never uh, worked with him. Um, some people still say that Celtic, you know, they could be looking at, at that area. So you've got Carter Vickers, you've got you've got Welsh. So there's real mm. competition. Um, for of places. course, Udinese coming in twice for Welsh yep. um, I think the first one definitely rejected you'd imagine the second one would be as well you wouldn't want to lose Stephen Welsh would you especially with Starfelt no. he's struggling yeah, yeah no you, you wouldn't but then again it, 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 it might come down to business as, as well Paul but um, you need to wait and see I mean I think Celtic wouldn't be they'd be looking at a lot of money for, for Stephen um, Welsh you know, it's not somebody that um, you know Udinese or anybody's going to come in um, and, and pick him up you know for or half a million quid or something like that, that's not going to happen you'd be, you'd be talking serious money um, for Stephen Welsh and I don't think Celtic would let him go um, in loan there's still 21 days in the transfer window to go and bearing in mind I know we keep saying it mm-hmm. but you need your players Paul you need your, you need a big squad for the second half of the season Celtic in Europe they're in the Scottish Cup kicks off as well in a couple of weeks time and they're six points behind Rangers um, in the league it's a £35 million title mm-hmm this season at so, least and le- yeah at least so unless it's you know um, a massive massive bid for any players I don't think you let anybody go you know um, unless it's something that you feel that you can you can do without I'm going to ask you shortly what you think of the transfer window so far for all the clubs in the Premiership particularly Celtic uh, and Rangers what about for Rangers John Souter I see Blackburn Rovers who are quoted as wanting him but they've made another signing could it mean that he's heading from Gorgie Road to uh, the Copeland Road well I think there's a number of clubs interested in John Souter um, mm. but I think he's an attractive option because he's available on a Bosman at the end of the season or um, it could well be that, that, that Hearts may look to sell him this month to get some money in for him um, that would be, depend you know, I think Hearts have made him a fantastic offer to stay um, but I, I think it's 90% that he's going to go um, I'm not surprised Rangers are interested in him it strikes me as being a Giovanni Van Bronckhorst type of player um, so that doesn't surprise me not surprised there's interest down south Blackburn Rovers of course have got Tony Mowbray who knows the Scottish market and the head of recruitment at Blackburn Rovers is John Park who used to be at Hibs and Celtic so he knows the Scottish market well that's why they're looking at guys at Ryan Hedges uh, as well at Aberdeen so I think John Souter's going to have really good options and the big question is will he leave this month it's like the same with, with, with Tony Watt and all these guys. Do, do you actually leave this month or do you stay with your clubs until the end of the season and, and then go, you sign a pre-contract and you go five months from now? Because Graham Alexander has been saying he wants the rules to change so that 
players can't play against the clubs they've mm. signed a pre-contract and of course United and Motherwell uh, play next week but we'll maybe talk about that mm. during the, uh, the next hour what about Jack Simpson he could be on the way as well to Middlesbrough he could be going on loan because he doesn't feature at the moment that'd be a decent move for him to get some decent championship action yeah I mean I, I've just said there that I think you know for, for Celtic Rangers any clubs where you're going for the title or you're trying to stay in the league or you're trying to get into Europe that you don't let players go um unless you feel you can do without them and I think in the case of Jack Simpson at Rangers I don't think it's going to make a significant difference to the Rangers squad if they let Jack Simpson um, go so yeah that's something that I could see happening watched him a couple of times he wasn't overly um, impressive but you've got to give the benefit of the doubt Paul he didn't get a run um, in the team he was still a, a kid um, or not a kid but you know, still a young man um, coming up so yeah at the moment probably that would suit um, for him to go out and try and get the football down the road on a regular basis and we're reading and hearing today Rangers are looking for a pre-contract with Benji Seacrest what's going on there? yeah so he's obviously the Dundee United goalkeeper he's been in terrific form um, for over a year and and he's, he's caught the interest of, of a number of clubs again he's had an attractive option Paul because he's he's out of contract as well and of course on Friday with Simon Donnelly we talked about it I said but they've got Benji Seacrest why would Dundee United be interested in Xander Clark but it sounds as though you know, clubs do want the St Johnson keeper who's been outstanding in the last couple of years so you worry for St Johnson if he was to go um, and Seacrest if he goes to Rangers though that would uh, be good money for him but there could be a bit of change there could be something on the cards yeah there's interest in Benji Seacrest there's interest in, in Xander Clark both of them I think out of contract um, in the summer both of them have been terrific I think Xander Clark's been outstanding um, this season he made a number of top saves really caught the eye um, broke it into to Steve Clark's Scotland squad so he's now regarded as, as a Scotland number three uh, goalkeeper so yeah there's it's no surprise there's an interest and, and again it, it comes back to the question you know, do you try and sell on this window Paul or, or do you hold on to I'm sure in the case of um, St Johnston and Xander Clark um, given the, the position that St Johnston's in just now that, that the, the club would want to keep Xander Clark for the, for the, certainly for the rest of the season I'm just, I think they've made him a very good offer as well uh, to stay at the club but you know he's got options to look at Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre thanks for being with us uh, everyone in the last year over a million downloads for the app for the Go Radio Football Show Mark we're talking there about the goalkeepers you mentioned the Scotland he's the number three who's the number two in your book is it John McLaughlin is the Scotland number two? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, probably at the moment, but then you've got David Marshall hopefully going to get a move. Sure. Um, so you would have um, Craig Gordon and David Marshall yeah. um, as your top two goalkeepers and then, you know, and, and John McLaughlin's another one, I think he's yeah. out of contract. And Paul and so is Alan McGregor, so the two Rangers goalkeepers um, are out of contract um, in the, the next few while um, as well. I'd be interested to see what happens with Alan McGregor. Will they go another year or will he decide to to hang up mm. his gloves that'll be an interesting one um, what a career he's had so uh, well your yeah, mate Barry said a few on. weeks ago yeah. he said to you and me on the show and to the listeners don't dismiss him doing another year with Rangers mm -hmm. but it's probably too early to say but he's really back on top form funnily enough since GVB arrived his yeah. performances have uh, they've gone up to the level they were at last season yeah is I mean, that fair? I, yeah I, I think it's it's the balls in Alan McGregor's court. There is no doubt that if he indicates he wants another year, that Giovanni van Bronckhorst and the club will give him it. I mean, it, it's a no-brainer. It's really it's a personal choice for for Alan McGregor. Does he feel the time's right uh, to call it a day? I would imagine if you're Giovanni van Bronckhorst, in terms of forward planning, Paul, you would probably want Alan to give you a decision sooner rather than later. 
um, so they can try and get ahead of the game with, with finding um, replacements but I think ideally for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Al McGregor tells him he's going to play on for another year that would be the ideal scenario Big game in England tonight uh, Stephen Gerrard's Aston Villa going to Manchester United Ralph Ranić. I, I almost said under pressure already he's yeah. only been in for a month but he isn't setting the heather on fire mm. for Stephen Gerrard though there's a, a new star back in town well he hasn't been in Birmingham before but he, they loved him on Merseyside Philip Coutinho the deal's done yeah, he's he's um, he's uh, doing. I think he's doing his his, his medical and getting his work permit and everything sorted um, just now. So, yeah, I mean, I watched Stephen Gerrard's press conference on Friday when he was asked about Coutinho. This was before um, that they they confirmed uh, the signing, but you could just see with the the enthusiasm, the way he spoke about mm-hmm. Coutinho and, and and Gerrard's body language um, that he knew that it was close to getting him and that uh, he thinks he's really going to go to Aston Villa. Um, and light it up so he could be a special type of player and for, you know, for our own Scotland player John McGinn getting to see that um, as well yeah. and getting to work with a player like Coutinho he could learn um, so much so yeah that'll be an absolute belter that's a box office of signing Coutinho's in France at the moment sorting out the uh, the visa because of Brexit yeah. with us being out of the European Union but it just shows you as well the lure of Stephen Gerrard is he going to win tonight do you think? I watched Man U Wolves <laughs> yeah. last week the yeah. telly and Wolves were, 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 were terrific really played them um, well yeah it's just it, it's flat at, at Man United um, just now I think any manager whether it's Ralph Ranick or anybody else could in Paul I think really think you've got to get in gut the place I think you've got to get in gut gut the dressing room um, but to answer your question can Aston Villa go there and win tonight absolutely I think Stephen Gerrard will put a strong team out and uh, he'll fancy um, an FA Cup final at, at Wembley um, this right. year for sure and I think the winners tonight have got a home tie against Middlesbrough um, in the next round so um, yeah plenty to play for tonight and um, yeah I'm going to go for an Aston Villa victory yep. Depends which Man United turns up as well Villa are also looking at Luca Dina who could be joining from Everton he's unhappy mm. there he wants to go and of course they've got the double billionaire owners at Villa you can kind of understand and uh, what why people would go from Rangers or Celtic to a major because it is a big club. You told us about it a few months ago. It's bigger than many of us realised. What about Eddie Howe? Can we mention Eddie this Monday? How's he getting on? Any news at the weekend? No, that's uh, we're better than that. So that was a terrible result though, to go out of the cup against Aye, Cambridge. That was a shocker, Paul. At home. Um, yeah. I know, I mean, you, you, a lot of managers will say, they won't say it in public, but they'll say privately because it's worth 140, 150 mm. million to stay in the Premier League that the FA Cup doesn't matter to them. But... That said, you know you'd still you should still be able to put a team to, to go and win games to get a win under your belt to go and get a, you know a couple of things um, tried and tested and uh, so yeah, the Newcastle fans would be absolutely raging at that because it's been what more than sixty years since Newcastle won a trophy, etc. etc. So yeah, that's a sore one for Eddie how he could have been doing without that kind of result at the weekend. Fifty thousand Geordies and more mm. would be uh, so unhappy. Yeah, another shock though last night for Mikel Arteta. It's Arsenal that was not expected. It, it was at the City Ground. We're yeah. playing Nottingham Forest. I mean, a massive club. Um, he made some changes. I see they brought uh, Kieran Tierney on after about twenty minutes or so, but they lost one 0 mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, uh, that was an unexpected one. Although I have to say. Um, when you look at Nottingham Forest um, Steve Cooper who was at Swans he's a highly rated coach Paul very very highly rated um, down south but he's he's come in and um, really turned it around um, at Nottingham Forest um, he's doing his, his reputation no harm 
whatsoever and that was a terrific result for Nottingham Forest yesterday but I saw one for Arsenal because it looked as if they were starting to get a bit of momentum mm-hmm. under Arteta getting into the top four mm-hmm. they've got the League Cup semi-final two legs against uh, Liverpool coming up um, as well so again Arsenal have got a really good record in the FA Cup in the past 25 years and that would have been a sore one for them Yeah there was a few potential shocks early on you know Everton at a tough time they came through Tottenham as well and even Liverpool at one point but they won 4-1 you know where I'm going with this is there going to be a cup shock here in Scotland in two weeks time I suppose the it's, it's the telly game isn't it on the Saturday night Barry Ferguson's Alloa up against uh, Celtic yeah uh, that will be a cracker I think there's a few um, really good ones um, on Paul's Auchinleck against Hearts yep um, as well uh, the Talbot yep. yep so that and Talbot <laughs> I think they put out Air United a couple of years ago didn't they? so yeah. they've, had a, they've had a couple of good um, results Tommy Sloan um, the manager there so yeah there's a couple of there's a couple of good ones um, but um, yeah that the, the one um, Auchinleck against Hearts has, has got the the potential uh, to be a cracker and Aloe against Celtic live on the telly um, also um, Barry Ferguson against Ange Postacoglu um, and looking at the way the Celtic manager treated the League Cup Paul mm-hmm. he won't be taking any chances in the in the Scottish Cup it'll be strong teams and of course it'll only be the second game back um, after the uh, the winter break so and Alan will still be playing yeah. yeah so Alan will have been playing it's on their own pitch it's on the, the 4G mm-hmm. Will be a cold Saturday night, no doubt. Yep. Um, and Aloha at that time. So yeah, Celtic will need to, you know, get their sleeves rolled up and get wired in. Good move, Mike Mulroney, the chairman of the uh, the owner, saying not we're not moving to Falkirk, three times bigger ground, but stay in your own pitch, which mm-hmm. you're probably best to do, aren't you? I, yeah. I, I, I think unless the rules don't allow you for whatever, you know, for safety, mm-hmm. you know, yep. health and safety reasons. But if if you're allowed to stage the game at your own ground, Paul, uh, you know, do it all the time. Uh, for sure you give yourself the best possible chance of winning it's a new year the cup is underway soon we're going to ask you what's your prediction then for the cup because your prediction for the Singe Premiership is Rangers Rangers yeah, yeah. yeah. and Rangers. I think everyone said that in the last week no one has uh, changed they think it could be close uh, and Barry said that all the way hasn't he mm-hmm. that this could go all the way which would be terrific you know, for everyone, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, if you're a Celtic fan or a Rangers fan, you'd love, in some ways, run away with it. But deep down, nothing beats going to the game. And I'm going to discuss that after the break. When are we getting the fans back in, in numbers? We've got a wee bit about the data here that's been given to the clubs. When are they going to come out and say what are the attendance is for next Monday? And I know the answer is we should hear during the week from the First Minister, Mark. We're going to talk about that after the traffic and travel. And then we're back with news of what's happening for the fans. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go! Thanks, Chris. Great to see you back. We're going on the lines. Craig is coming on from Cumbernauld in just a second or two. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. A lot in the go on the transfer front. Mark, for you, has it been a, a good transfer window so far? I suppose Celtic we'd mention first, given that they've been the busier of the big two. It's been, it's been lively, Paul. You think it's only 10 days um, old. You know, the amount of business that a number of clubs have managed to do um, to go over the line. Obviously, Celtic have been the... The, the main spenders um, at the moment and on the verge of potentially between um, Jota and McGree you know, that's potentially another 8 or £9 million pounds, um, going to get spent um, in the next 24-48 hours um, but I think a number of clubs have, have recruited well and three weeks tonight the window closes Paul 
or as we like to say, slam shut <laughs> That's um, right. at midnight um, on the thirty first of January. There'll be a lot of business, still a lot to a lot to come with the the, the twelve uh, Premiership clubs. It's Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi, and Craig is on the line from coming all. Craig, happy New Year. Happy New Year, Paul. Mark, good to speak to you. Hi, Craig. You too, happy Craig. New Year to you. Um, the transfer window so far for your own club I mean I know you look at all the clubs uh, Rangers and Patterson what's your feeling you've had a few days to think about it most people are saying you know it's a good piece of business well listen I think it's, it is a good bit of business there's no doubt about that you know yes ideally you'd like to have kept a, a young Scottish talent like Patterson for a bit longer seen him a bit more up here but ultimately the, the amount of money what we're talking here that we've managed to get I, I don't think there's anybody in the country who would have thought uh, in the summer that we were going to get that kind of money for Nathan Patterson um, so it, it's good for us I think it's good for the academy as well because we've we've spent a lot of years almost looking on enviously at the other side of the city because their academy and they've produced the likes of Tierney and that and arguably theirs has kind of slipped off a bit now so for us to get our own young talent to come through that we can sell on for decent money and I imagine you know we'll probably have sell-on clauses involved as well so that when he leaves Everton for bigger money which I'm sure down the line he might well do Mm -hmm. you know even more comes in so no it's the business model that Ross Wilson has consistently said we need to get to so I'm hoping that's the start because I think it means then we're going to breed more young players through the academy as well and blend that with the players that we sing and I think that's what you need especially in the Scottish yep. sort of uh, economic market with football yep. what else are you thinking I want to ask you about crowds we just we said before the break uh, Mark we, we're going to find out this week how many are going to be allowed back in from next Monday yeah I mean I think there'll be an announcement in the next 48 hours uh, Paul uh, potentially tomorrow um, from the, the, the First Minister or, or certainly Wednesday afternoon um, at the latest uh, you know I think we're all united on this that we want to see um, a week tonight, you want to see over 50,000 in at Celtic mm-hmm. Park. You want to see best part of 20,000 in at Pataudry yep. um, the, the following night. Yep. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, you want you want fans up and down the country to get back in. Um, and I think it's been suggested in terms of the, the science and, and different mm-hmm. things, that the evidence is pointing um, towards a, that it should be fine for next week. And, and let's hope so. What, what a lift it would give every supporter and every club. Mm-hmm. Um, because the clubs played their last round of fixtures, Paul, in front. I know fans, I was at St Johnson's Celtic, just wasn't the same. Just didn't feel right um, at was all. That boxing so, day? Yeah. Yep. So let's get fans uh, back in this time next week because that's, that's what we need. Our game needs it. The fans want it financially um, as well for our clubs, Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also just for football fans to, to get out and about. Craig, what's your take on it? Well, I, I totally agree. I think we need uh, fans back. I, I mean, obviously, when. When the football is known, you kind of miss it. And, you know, I mean, my English team are Newcastle, so they've not been filling me with joy. Oh, Craig. Uh, oh, dear. Yeah. I know. Uh, but, so, I mean, I'm looking forward to next week. You know, next Tuesday, obviously, we're away to Aberdeen, so yep. that'll be good getting it back. But you need the crowds. You absolutely sure. do. Um, but there was a question I wanted to actually ask yep. Mark, just because it's something that confused me. With the way the fixtures have been rescheduled, obviously, the old Firm game mm-hmm. is due to take place on a Wednesday night on the 2nd of February how come they didn't just swap around you know either the 29th of January fixtures or the 6th of February fixtures I mean well 6th February ideally because Rangers are at Hearts Celtic will get Motherwell why didn't they just swap them and have the old firm 
Because it just, to me, I always have concerns about evening games because they end up with headlines for the wrong reasons. I remember the last one in the Cup and there was, you know, a, a lot of issues with that one that ended up being the headline. So it was just, I don't know if, what your thoughts on that are. That's a really good question. Yeah, so have, have it on the Saturday or the or the Sunday yeah. and move to the Saturday fixtures to, to, to the midweek. Um, yeah, I, I get your point, but I, th- um, I think it's just about what was going to cause the, the least amount of, of disruption and try and give it continuity. And also as well, you know, what does it say about our game? What kind of message does that send out if we can't have a, a Celtic and Rangers game on a Wednesday night, uh, you know, in fear of something negative happening, you know, on or off the part or, you know, whatever you're trying to suggest, Craig. So, yeah, the last time it happened um, was, what, a decade ago um, or something like that. Um, and there was one or two un- unsavoury things, but over the piece, you know, I-, I think it will be fine. It's just about whoever goes to the game or whoever's watching it in, in a bar or whatever you happen to do that you enjoy your football, you support your team and you behave as best you can. I guess, Craig, they wouldn't have done this if there were Rangers fans there, you know, if, if there were four or 5,000, um, because it's all Celtic fans, it would be the same at Ibrooks, it would be all Rangers fans. But I think he's got a great point there. Yeah. 7.45 at night, we'd love to think that everyone would behave really well, but there is a danger, Mark, you know, and people off their work and all the rest of it. And uh, I did wonder as well why they didn't do that. As soon as we're back, put the game in uh, early. I mean, they probably will. I mean, one of the questions is, Rangers will have some players away. Potential, would they be back from the African um, Cup by then? Well, the but is, Paul, and Celtic a... obviously have players away as well. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Greg. Yeah. Yep. No, well, I think that's the thing. We'll, we'll have players away as well. And yep. The thing for me, we're already going to have the month of February for for us is there's not an easy game. No. You know, you're looking at Hearts, well, Celtic, Hearts, Hibs, Dortmund twice away at Dundee United, and then I think we tail it off with Mullow. So it's an absolute hellish month. For us, so for or, me, or a great or a great month. It's phenomenal. But I know what you mean. Well, I was gonna, I know Craig. I know you. Oh yeah, are. I, I, I agree with you. Um, if you get through that unsaved, yeah. then I think that shows the title credentials absolutely. But um, it's one of those kind of months that you sure. just because those games are all physical games. You worry about the injury aspects mm-hmm. as well um, because they, they're all absolutely going to be very physical. Mark, will the managers be crying about it all and saying, "Oh, I'm losing players or whatever"? I mean, the Overseas managers in England went on and on about the fixtures list over Boxing Day into the new yeah. year. And I think they're maybe not used to the way it is, in England especially. Yeah. Well, they've been sometimes within 48 hours, Paul. Yeah. You know, they're going Saturday, Monday, yeah. Sunday, Tuesday sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't think is right. You know, yeah. um, it's not, you know, that's why they're, they're wanting the five subs mm-hmm. brought in as well, just to ease um, a bit of the strain. Do you um, agree with that? On, I do. Yeah. yeah, this time, yep, yeah, I do. I think we do it in, in our cup. Competitions we're certainly doing it in, in the League Cup. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what's happening with the Scottish Cup, um, but uh, again, you know, one thing that surprises me, Paul, is that we haven't scrapped Scottish Cup replays. When we're talking about fixture congestion, finances for mm-hmm. for supporters um, and things, and you know, and we're still persisting with the potential of Scottish Cup uh, replays, which you know, this season of all seasons in I, I can't understand especially just now the case. when there's virtually no fans in. It's yeah. 500. Yeah. Don't people realise that? The economics of the Scottish game is we need people through the turnstile. And at cup games, you know, that, that would make such a huge difference. Public safety comes first, absolutely. 
But look at the signs. Look at the data that apparently went to the GRG, was it mm-hmm. the Joint Response Group, and it showed that the data should be okay in the crowds. Get your jags. I'm not even talking about the Doc, uh, Djokovic thing because you know <laughs> we've all ended up with a bit of sympathy for him, but actually. He didn't want the vaccination, you know. So anyway, that that's another. Get vaccinated, get the booster, and try and stay well. Yeah, and let's hope that the, the fans are back in. You know, I don't. Th- I think we'd all love nothing more yeah. than the first mm. minister standing up within the next couple of days and, and telling us that we're that we're good to go, and not just about football, Paul, social life, you know, restaurants, bar, all, all the people that, that that have been hit um, uh, in the past few weeks. That's got the the knock-on effect to taxi drivers and all the yeah. different people, all the different walks of life and all the different ways that people earn um, an income. So let's get us back um, out and about and hopefully yeah. it's next week. There's no furlough for them. There's no guaranteed no. government or uh, wages out there in the in the the private world and the charity world. People are... It's really tough at the moment. Um, Craig, you make a great point there about that game. I think... I'd love to see people saying, right, we're just going to play it, whatever. But... You know, the clubs could say, well, for Celtic Rangers on the 2nd of February, they might have so many players away in international duty. They might, in the rule book, they are entitled to try and protest about it, Mark. Yeah. Uh, the, I think the rules clearly state, Paul, if, if you've got three or more uh, players away on international duty, then you have the, the right to ask for a, a postponement. Mm-hmm. Now, Celtic don't know how many they're going to have away at this moment in time. Um, probably Rogic and, and mm-hmm. uh, Kyogo. If there's any more than that, uh, we just need to wait and see what the what the squads are. But um, and and Rangers, Craig, they've got Balogun would be away. Yep, yep, yep. He would be away. Um, as I understand it, I think uh, Joe Rebo, Joe Rebo, yep. would would possibly also mm-hmm. be away. So you know, there's there's a blow. Um, I don't know about the new the latest signing, uh, mm-hmm. James Sands, whether yep. he gets international call ups or not. So. Yeah, these are, don't get me wrong though, I think that's why I'm hoping in the next couple of weeks we'll start to see, you know, I'm not expecting loads of things, but we'll yeah. start to see maybe just one or two additional players come into the squad, because I think we need it, and we probably need a striker, unless we bring Jermaine Defoe back out of the dust. Um, it's not going to happen, well, is it? So. Not, I wouldn't think I so. I don't think that is going to happen. I wouldn't think that, so. But you're right, Rangers so probably need a striker, do, Craig, that's what you think? Somebody to go and push I, Morelos? Yeah, definitely. I think Sakala's doing okay, but mm. we need somebody else in there to properly push because with the amount of games we've got uh, and the way that congestion can work, ideally you want somebody else in there that can push the two of them. Obviously, Cedric Eaton is out on loan, so could could we bring him back into mm. the fold? Maybe. But I would just like to see something, because Kmart Roof, as brilliant as he is, does seem to be rather injury-prone. So, again, he's not exactly reliable that you're always going to have him fit either so I would I'd definitely like to see us do that whether that is recalling eating or getting somebody else in uh, Danilio Doeka's signature is wanted by Rangers apparently but Atlanta the latest club to be in for him as well so and I think certainly Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will want to bring in a couple of players yeah. um, Paul even if it's just tapping into the load market you know using his contacts but if, you know, if he can get permanent deals done um, this month because uh, again you know Rangers sitting in a very good position just now you know absolutely delighted to be six points clear um, of Celtic but you can't take anything for granted and as we've said whether it's Celtic or Rangers there's 35 million quid riding on the next uh, five months so if you're a manager then you want to, to as best you can get every last penny out of your board 
and, and, and spend what they give you whatever your budget is this month go and spend it on the, on the right people um, and bring them in you know Ange Postacoglu who's not messed about at Celtic he's gotten them in early doors back to training last week and Giovanni Van Bronckhurst want to do the same he's lost Nathan Patterson but he wasn't a first team starter so I don't think there's a a, a massive effect just now longer term yeah as Craig said it'd have been great to see the young Scotsman um, stay at the club um, so everything should be fine as long as James Tavernier doesn't get injured and James Tavernier's mm. attendance record is absolutely first class you're not anticipating any problems um, there. but I'm sure Giovanni Van Bronckhurst will want to bring in um, one or two and uh, um, Craig may well be right a striker might be the, the priority Craig, hope you're feeling better soon as well. Just got, you got a bit of the old the cough there, which nearly everyone has. Craig, thanks a lot for yeah. calling. Speak to thanks you soon. Advice, yeah. Cheers, Craig. Cheers, thank you, Craig, calling in there. Uh, Rangers fan, a great lover of all football, but I imagine Newcastle fan as well. But I thought I can't go back about Eddie. Who, how again? Joe's been on saying, give us more about Djokovic, <laughs> Saint Djokovic. <laughs> you know, they're all going on about him, Serbia going. Crazy oh, on it. Well, the whole family's been getting involved. Well, I know, and I understand that. Yeah, if your the, boy was locked up in a hotel yeah. for a week and then the judge said, no, if you were given the clearance, which he was, then mm-hmm. I get it. You then think, come on. Let yeah, us you do wonder play. what kind of reception he's going to get. Yeah, I know. When he goes on to court. Well, there's going to be there's a, an election in four months in Australia. So you watch for something happening because the Australians don't want to be embarrassed about it. They're tough on it, as we know, mm-hmm. to try and keep uh, people out of the country unless they've got the full clearance um, and the vaccinations and all the rest. But I find that everything going on in the world, it's the lead story today. Yeah. We only have a wee think about things. Mm-hmm. It's not that important, is it? Not really, no, not I one person. Not and listen, yeah. I, you know, I, I can swing on it. He, what a fantastic champion he is. Um, and he doesn't always get the best press. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, and he's done some great things for um, charities. I've been reading a bit about it, but he is anti-vax, isn't he? Basically, mm-hmm. so. But apparently he had it last month. Anyway, Djokovic. No doubt we'll find out what's going to happen there. Get us from Djokovic back to Jordan. Do you mean he didn't hold back? Did he? No, he didn't, did he? Although Sarandi has uh, been kind of defending him as well. Although I see that uh, Nigel Farage had a go at him today as well. So it's all kicking off. And <laughs> <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre desperately trying to bring it back to Scottish football. What a week it's been in the Championship. And can mm. you believe this Friday night? Kilmarnock could go top of the championship. Is this the the miracle of uh, Derek McInnes? So uh, have a cracking game. Yeah. Kilmarnock party thistle. Yeah. That is a belter. Good, uh, in good Friday win for night. them. Yeah, good win for them. The weekend. Yeah, any away game in the, in the championship to go away and to keep a clean uh, sheet um, was really good. A great start for Derek McInnes. Hold that. We're going to look forward to next weekend that's coming next the Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com delivering cars to taxi drivers in Scotland for over 20 years let's go 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 Radio Football Show Monday night this time tomorrow night Rob McLean will be here with Stephen Craig and I'll be back on Wednesday with Davey Proven Thursday night Craig Moore with Rob and then on Friday Simon Donnelly will be here and this time next week the big two are back Barry Ferguson Mark Guidi the two hour show returns next Monday evening um, more on that looking forward to it because we'll just be hours away from kickoff of Celtic against Hibs how many people are going to be there it would be great to think it would be 60,000 we'll find out in the next few days and then the next night Aberdeen against Rangers in fact there's a brilliant card mm. but we'll talk about that later some breaking news and it involves someone who's been linked with Celtic in the last few days but some news about Martin Boyle of Hibernian Mark yep Hibernian have rejected a £2 million bid Paul from Saudi club Al Fazali for Martin Boyle so £2 million bid rejected 
by Hibs and it strikes me Paul there's something going down with, with, with Martin Boyle um, you know the, the, the publicity the um, the clubs that he's been linked with um, then it strikes me that you know um, that he's going to move in this window it's this chance for a big payday isn't it probably yeah, it, it is and, and financially you know again you know, we're talking about you know Celtic and Rangers cashing mm. in when, you know when, when players get to that that kind of level it, it, it would be it would be madness not to and if Hibs think that they they, they can get this up to, to 2.5 mm-hmm. 2.8 million pounds for Martin Boyle a boy that they got um, I think for nothing um, or 50 grand or, or whatever it was he's, and he's they, they've helped turn him into that kind of big money asset mm-hmm. then they've got to cash in on that as well so, like Nisbet and all these guys so Thursday Friday people were saying is he on his way to Celtic I'd put it to you Jota it's not signed yet but mm. the word out of Portugal is that it's looking good that he may sign for six six and a half million would you have Jota and Martin but can you see Celtic paying six million for Jota and two and a half million for Martin Boyle it really depends on what the manager um, thinks Paul what, what he thinks he needs you know assessing his squad you know and, and it's not just about yeah I know I keep saying tonight you know as a 35 million pound title um, up for grabs here and the next five months is so important but when, you, when you're a manager, Paul, you've, you've also got one eye what's coming down the line, who's out of contract, who's, you know, they'll be looking at the stats, you know, who's not really yeah. doing what he was doing a year ago, who's another year older, etc, etc, etc. So if they feel that Martin Boyle at round about two and a half million pounds is good business, he knows the Scottish game, he rips it up most week, he's got unbelievable pace, he can score a goal, two and a half million pounds, is that good business? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is for Martin Boyle. Okay, and for Hibs I think it's a really course. good fee for Hibs as well and we spoke earlier about John Suter for Rangers still a real possibility but there's three weeks left in the window yeah. so a lot could happen there's plenty get on yeah. I think I can't remember a window no. as lively as this Paul so early you know up and down the country not just about Celtic and Rangers the 12 clubs Command not getting Derek McInnes in as a new manager at United getting yeah. Lee Bullen in start for as him. a new manager yeah like um at uh, Doug Emery at Morton getting mm-hmm. off to a good start as well Queen's Park looking for a new manager what an attractive job that is well, um, is isn't as well. it the new technical director there yeah. who's coming so, in so yeah. much going on uh, it's really it's really lively and before we know it we'll be getting prepped for Scotland Ukraine exactly we're only well a couple of months away we're yeah. only two months away yeah. Yeah. from Ukraine uh, which will be phenomenal of course we're going to play them a couple of times in the next mm. well in this year are we going to Qatar what's your feeling just now we don't need to go through who we might play we know who we, do you think we'll be going to Qatar the boogie bus do we send it <laughs> what to, did, what to, did I, I, to the Middle East uh, right now I, I would say we're, we're 50-50 Paul ok that was nearly a no I, if, yeah. if I closed my eyes and just listened 50-50 mm. alright yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll take okay. that we'll yeah. take that you know, why not we've got a yeah. home game against Ukraine um, but you know good. bearing in mind yeah. ok Ukraine have changed manager but you look at their, uh, their section, Paul, drew a fan, France twice and were unbeaten in their section to get into the, uh, this stage. So they are a, a good side, but with 50,000 at Hamden mm-hmm. um, on, I think it's the Thursday night the game is, and then the, the, the Monday, hopefully, if we're going to be playing away to, to Wales or Austria, then uh, I think we can do it. I think we can do it. And then we've got a really tough away tie after that, regardless of who, of who wins. Mm-hmm. I personally... I'd, I would prefer us going to Wales like a Battle of Britain tie. Yeah. I think that would suit us more rather than going to Austria. Yeah. Even though we get the 1-0-1 in Austria mm-hmm. a few months ago, I, I would prefer us to play against Wales. 
Well, that's a good point. We have defied the odds though against Austria, yeah. and we did well against Denmark as well. But okay, they were well, they, they were undefeated. They were through. It was a wee bit different. Um, championship then. So Derek McInnes, mm-hmm. Enik Kilmarnock, um, ambitious move, bold. Yeah. I said to Davey on Friday, we said it immediately. When Tommy Wright left the building, we said, what about Derek McInnes? I think the feeling was it might just be too much, but maybe they cannot afford not to have him, you know, because he's a winner. Yeah. He's He's been a manager now for 15 years, Paul, you know, St. Johnston, Bristol City, eight or nine years at Aberdeen. So he's he's been first class, not by a couple of big jobs, Rangers, Sunderland, mm-hmm. um, four or five years ago. So he knows his stuff. He knows Scottish football inside out. He's been away from Aberdeen now for nine months. So probably Derek's thinking, what? Here's a chance. It, it was only three years ago. Command that were getting eight, nine thousand through the gates with Steve Clark, you know, taking points off a of Celtic and Rangers on a regular basis. Um, so I, I think it's a good one uh, for Derek to get back in. I think it's a great one for Command. And as you said, Paul, just five minutes ago, winning Friday night at the top of the league. You know, when you look, so it's, it's definitely. It's there for them and um, you can certainly see Derek uh, going to do it and he'll have two or three players that he'll want to bring in at least um, during this window as well and then some of the players that he's got there trying to get more out of them trying to get an extra 5 or 10% but it'll make Kilmarnock um, a force again and if you get Kilmarnock going you know Paul in the next three or four months you'll get six, seven thousand coming oh, through the gates at yeah. Rugby Park to come and see them try to go and you know go on and win the, the title or, or get into the playoffs and, and straight back up into the Premier League. I, I like Coman up, got a soft spot yep. for them and, and I hope they I hope they get up. I remember them winning the Scottish Cup. Yeah. John Finney 90, Street that was 97. Mort, wasn't it? I'll never forget it. Um some surprises that we well, not surprise, but Inverness and Rethrovers counted each other out one one. So that's a good result for our broth. But they had a it's almost like a sh- shock news. We'll not yeah. go into it in too much detail, but a broth losing. Yeah. Uh, at Air United maybe the new manager bouncing back there Hamilton 2 Partick Thistle 2 don't rule out the Ackies for coming back towards a playoff uh, place and for Partick huge game yeah. on Friday night yeah. that, that division is coming a light and Morton 5 sorry Yogi Dunfermline nil. that was, what a, that was a, a, a short yeah. result but the, the, but the other bit of, about Friday night Ian McCall against Derek McInnes Ian was Derek's gaffer at Dundee United um, as well so yeah, when Derek played at Dundee United Ian was his gaffer I think Ian signed him good knowledge um, two points in the quiz actually, well yeah. so, yeah. Um, so yeah that's a, that's an interesting one uh, too and uh, Partick Thistle um, they'll fancy their, their, their chances mm-hmm. at, at home but I think that'll be a real vibrant game and um, unfortunately Paul mm-hmm. that's the kind of game that would have been a good crowd there on Friday yeah. night you know, you'd, you'd, have a, you'd have had a real healthy turnout between um, home and away uh, supporters. So the it's on the telly, but it's just unfortunate that, that the fans can't get into that one. The biggest thing to worry about is getting the flu out there at this time of the year. <laughs> just wrap up well. Take your mask. Sanitise. Oh. Stay well. Don't eat too many of the burgers and all the rest of it. Let's get fit for 2022. I'm talking to myself here, Mark. Need to lose a few. What is it that Oz always says, you know? A bit of timber. Hey, what about League One? Are you going to call it now? Cove Rangers, 46 points. Montrose on 39. They drew with Alama. Good result for Mm -hmm. Alloa. Airdrie on 38. Queen's Park on 27. Their game at Peterhead was off. Falkirk on 25. Cove Rangers, who can catch them? Well, you know, Paul Hartley has got a really good CV. There was a blip call it a blip at Falkirk and you know you look at Falkirk in the past few years it's mm-hmm. happened to a number of managers but I think this if 
Paul takes with us will be his fifth promotion as a manager. I think is that right? Yeah, Five? Yeah, wow. and he's still a young manager. Paul's yeah. only what is he, 44, 45. Um, you look at Aloha, a couple of promotions with Aloha, mm. took Dundee up into the Premier League. He took Cove up last year. So mm. I think this could potentially be, be his fifth. Um, and I think something like that, what happens at Cove, Cove Rangers, Paul, and you always hear managers or head coaches saying it, is that... Um, it's vital that a manager chairman or manager chief executive has got a good relationship, a good yeah. understanding of what each other's jobs are all about, what the roles are. And um, that's certainly um, the case at Cove Rangers. I think there's a really good uh, chairman up there and a good board to have backed uh, Paul Hartley. But, you know, you've still got to go and do it as a manager. You've got to motivate your players. Okay. You've got to get them right tactically. And um, as we can see, you know, with, with Airdrie and Falkirk, and Aloha and Peterhead and all those teams it's a, it's a strong league Montrose you know it's a tough mm. league so I think Paul Hartley's got it going uh, and good luck to him he was linked with the commandant job and uh, it depends yeah. how ambitious Cove can become in the next 18 months but I think Paul Hartley has got another big uh, job in him at some point in the next couple of years OK and we'll look out to see who's going to be the new manager at Queen's Park Kelty Hearts are back on it 45 points a win for them at the weekend and Forfar on 38 Annan on 36 you'd think that Kelty are going to come up Barry's uh, team from last year yep. brought them up to the championship well you know to the SPFL into the cinch world and uh, you reckon they'll come up as well? I would think yeah. so, yeah and, and credit to, to Kevin Thompson his first uh, full season as, yeah. a, as, as a manager albeit he, he was cutting his teeth at, at Rangers at the academy but yeah, he's really got Kelty going and good luck to him uh, Blackburn Rovers did you touch on that earlier on? You mentioned Ryan Hedges the yeah. yeah Bids in for him, isn't it? Yeah, Blackburn as I said you yeah. know, John Park um, is the head of recruitment at Blackburn Rovers obviously knows the Scottish market very, very well and um, I'm not surprised there's interest in, in Ryan Hedges but I saw one for Aberdeen to lose him and mm-hmm. now looks pretty inevitable that that's going to happen um, but I think he's a really good player actually Paul, I like Ryan Hedges So, two weeks ago before we got into the month of January I think everyone agreed Rangers squad is stronger than Celtic and you would see it with Celtic with a couple of injuries so you'd agree? Yeah, mm-hmm. Rangers stronger squad At the moment then three weeks to go in the window have Celtic got closer to Rangers on paper you win nothing on paper mm-hmm. but Celtic squad looking stronger than it was oh absolutely yeah is it good enough to keep the challenge going and to narrow the gap because Lubomir Moravchuk said last week they have to start beating Rangers mm-hmm. to win the title yeah well they, they, they do you know if, if that game takes place in February the 2nd Celtic need to win it mm-hmm. um, Paul if Rangers win I think that's 80% title um, wrapped up it would be a hell of a win for Rangers if they can pull that off but for Celtic you're bringing the gap down potentially other games go potentially bring it down to, to three points um, and then it's game on you know for the final uh, four months but uh, yeah I think that Celtic needed a striker they needed somebody else in and by all accounts Maida um, it's got something a bit special about him if, if he can hit the ground running um, Paul that, that could be a potential um, game changer if you can get it just brings an extra bit of solidity to the football club if you can get Jota signed permanently Carter Vickers um, signed permanently and you know if they get uh, one or two um, others in but Celtic certainly looking as well they're heading in the right direction and Rangers will go into this new year feeling confident there's no complacency the new manager's there and yeah. I wonder if we'll see maybe some Dutch players coming wouldn't be surprised you know, it's a market that he knows well he obviously get mm. fabulous contacts over there he's very well respected in, in his home country so I'd imagine the pool of a, of a couple of Dutch guys to go and play for Giovanni van Bronckhorst would be, would be big for them to go and play in front of 50,000 fans and potentially go and win a, a, a title 
Champions League football. So there's there's a lot to to be um, there's a lot to be pleased about. There's certainly the, you know things there to entice players to the club, and um, you know it's an attractive uh, proposition. That's us just about out of time. Give us a prediction: who's going to win the Australian Open? <laughs> in other words, if you were the the uh, Prime Minister, would you be allowing Djokovic in? <laughs> That's okay. Get him in. Oh, go on. Get, yeah, get okay. Get the big names in there. Listen, thanks so much, uh, Rob and Stephen Craig. And this time tomorrow night, uh, coming up next after the news, it's Alan Shaw. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Taxi finance experts with free mainline UK delivery. Find your new taxi today. Let's go! Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.